Hello and welcome to Hardcover Hose, a long-distance book club where two book lovers express their feelings on their book of the moment via podcast. I am one half of your host, Sam Dixon. And I am Sammy Scorstad. Together we have combed through book talk, combined our to-be-read list, and now we intend to make our way through them one book at a time. We'd love for you to come along with us and join the discussion. The book of the moment for today's episode is A Holly Jolly Diwali by Sonia Lolly. Just a forewarning for those of you listening, this is not a spoiler-free zone. We will be discussing this book in all of its glory, which of course includes revealing the ending. The author of A Holly Jolly Diwali, Sonia Lolly, is a romance and women's fiction author of Punjabi and Bengali heritage. She studied law in her hometown of Saskatoon, Saskatchewan, and at Columbia University in New York City. She completed an MA in creative writing and publishing at City University London in 2015 and currently works as a journalist at a legal magazine in London. She has a black belt in Taekwondo and loves travel, yoga, piano, reading, and cocktail bartending. Her books have been featured in Entertainment Weekly, NPR, Washington Post, Glamour, Globe and Mail, CBC, Toronto Star, and more. Her debut novel, The Matchmaker's List, was a Target Diverse Book Club pick and City Line Book Club pick. She lives in Vancouver with her husband. Before we jump into discussing our own thoughts and feelings regarding the book, I'm going to go ahead and read through the blurb on the back of the book for the sake of contextualizing it. 29-year-old Nikki Randhawa has always made practical decisions. Despite her love for music and art, she became an analyst for the stability. She's always stuck close to home in case her family needed her, and she's always dated guys that seemed good on paper rather than the ones who gave her butterflies. When she's laid off, Nikki realizes that practical hasn't exactly paid off for her. So for the first time ever, she throws caution to the wind and books a last-minute flight for her friend Daya's wedding. Nikki arrives in India just in time to celebrate Diwali, the Festival of Lights, where she meets London musician Samir Mukherjee. Maybe it's the splendor of Mumbai or the magic of the holiday season, but Nikki is immediately drawn to Sam. At the wedding, the champagne flows and their flirtatious banter makes it clear that the attraction is mutual. When Nikki and Sam join Daya, her husband, and their friends on a group honeymoon, their connection grows deeper. Free-spirited Sam helps Nikki get in touch with her Indian roots. When she gets a new job offer back home, Nikki must decide what she wants out of the next chapter of her life. To cling to the straight and narrow like always, or to take a leap of faith and live the kind of bold life the old Nikki would never have dreamed of. Without further ado, let's get into it. Okay, so we just want to start by saying we know we missed the actual dates of Diwali. Mm-hmm. Uh, this book was released about a month before Diwali this year. Um, and we actually hadn't even considered covering any kind of holiday books yet until like well after November 4th. Um, <laughs> we're yes. not planners. Okay, we're working on becoming planners. Um, we'll get there. Yeah, we'll get there eventually. But we mm-hmm. saw that this was a new release, and it sounded really interesting. So we decided to pick it up, uh, and here we are. Mm-hmm. So um, what did you think of the premise? I thought it was cute. I loved um, I loved that it was in India. Mm-hmm. I loved the so like the cultural aspect, but I really liked – you know, the layer of she had never actually been to India, even though she was Indian. Mm-hmm. And so, like, she was kind of grappling with, like, I should feel familiar here. Like, it should feel like coming home. But, like, it didn't at first. And it felt like she was out of place because – and she didn't know 
really like she was never taught how to speak like Punjabi or Hindi and so I I really liked it like obviously the romance aspect was very cute as well but I did also appreciate the the other layers kind of woven into the book I really liked how from start to finish we constantly would see Nikki uh asking different people that she was meeting or people in her life like what the point of Diwali was right yeah I liked that too and I liked how everybody kind of gave a different answer mm-hmm. and I think that's really how any holiday is you know what I mean mm-hmm. it, it is a different thing for whomever you are and however you celebrate things so I thought that was interesting and also I liked that she gave uh like a little history into it and yeah, I grew up non-religious, really. So yeah, any kind of holiday, so like as, besides like, like what do you call it when uh, people just celebrate Christmas and Easter, a creaster, something like that. What you've never heard this word? No. What? A, cr- a creaster and it? Yeah, it's like a creaster or something like that. I don't know. It was like a, a joke that I used to say when I was a kid because like okay, that's funny. All holidays, I'm like. Yes, all of them. Celebrate them all. Love them all. Do yeah. I know what any holiday really means? No. <laughs> oh my so, gosh. But yeah, I really enjoyed like the, the the realness of Nikki being like, I don't even know what Diwali is, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and most people were just like, it's more of a secular, like you just celebrate it. Mm-hmm. Like there were Muslims celebrating it and like, see, like there were all different types of people celebrating it just because it was more of a cultural thing than it was necessarily a religious celebration. And um, I think that was really cool. Agree. I liked it. So did you like the, I liked Nikki. I I thought she was really funny. I liked Nikki until like the end of the book. Yeah, that's fair. And then I didn't agree with her. So <laughs> okay, um, we'll get to that in a minute. What did you think of the writing style? I know we just went from reading like dark academia and fantasy to jumping into holiday romance, which fun. Uh-huh. Uh huh. But what did you think of the writing style? I genuinely, I just read it so fast. I didn't think much of it. I was there for the plot. I was there for the the witty banter. Yeah. Um. So. I could tell you right now, I didn't register any thoughts about the writing style. I, I only had one. Okay. My only thought okay. was this. Uh, Sonia Lolly was is very much a millennial. I don't even need to look at her to see that she's a millennial. <laughs> because the way that she used OMG. Like, oh, yeah. TTYL. Oh, my God. Like, things like this. I was like, oh, please. I physically noticed it so many times that I physically took another... Uh, color tab out and mm-hmm. marked had a cringe moment for so every okay. time there was like a and a so I'm looking at this the majority color of tabs that I used were the cringe color that's how many little Oof. acronyms were used that that was the only thing that got me where I was like oh my god I like I love a romance I know they're cringy but this is like cringy mm-hmm. <laughs> I I thought because like the thing is Nikki is a millennial and yeah, she's very totally much like fair. in the in the tech world, and so like I thought that was like a funny little thing that like just a little piece of Seattle American girl like yeah. millennial thing. I don't know, but um, that actually I think one of my favorite parts of the book was where Sam was texting her, and 
he's like, you want to know another acronym? YOLO. And right. oh my God. I fucking loved that i legit like chuckled like out loud when i read that's that. funny it's so stupid but it was like i i was like <laughs> i like that. like that's clever i think i also because i very like i think it started ironically and now it's like now i just actually say it like i say yolo oh god far too often i know i didn't, I didn't know that <laughs> oh no i think like it was one of the things where like it started as a joke because it's just so ridiculous and then it was just like <laughs> yolo like i don't know that's so funny. So, yeah, relatable. I just, I was like laughing. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, that's what we're getting, I guess. But that was my only <laughs> gripe with the, the writing style. But okay. you're right. Nikki's character is a millennial. So it does make sense. I just think it was maybe a little too much. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I think she that's fair. Pulled back on the acronyms a little bit. <laughs> that's fair. Um, My other initial gripe was the premise of a love triangle okay but with raj yeah but her and sam are on the cover of the book right so i was like obviously we're gonna see raj again but Mm -hmm. obviously we don't know how so i was just thinking well i mean spoiler alert (laughs) yeah if he's on the cover and then i was think i was like tripping myself up i was like well what if that's just there to distract us Mm -hmm. (laughs) what if raj is gonna come through in the end bye yeah (laughs) alas yeah sexy bass player yeah, yeah, it was very much something from uh, Five Seconds of Summer fanfic, for sure. <laughs> uh, I love that. <laughs> and I love that he had, like, actually, like, grown up in India. Mm-hmm. But then apparently, because he was living in London for a certain amount of time, he had a British accent. That was making me laugh so hard. I don't know. I think it just totally ruined me, like, reading fan fiction at such a young age yeah. and also growing up in the U.S. Because now when, like, someone in the story has a British accent, my immediate reaction is, why? Like, yeah. is it fake? <laughs> is it? <laughs> I don't I think, know why. <laughs> I think it was supposed to be endearing um, yeah. and cute, like, him calling her love. I, it Give me the ick. Yeah, I, I have it, it written in my notes. I said Sam saying love gave me the ick. Yeah, I couldn't do it. I couldn't. I was like, oh, it just feels like forced. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think I'm just learning that terms of endearment in books give me the ick. Yeah. Cuz this is just constant across all except for in these violent delights. Because I think it was just because the terms of endearment were like in Russian. <laughs> yeah, so you <laughs> so didn't, I didn't know. know them. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, that the the love thing gave me mm-hmm. the egg. Um, I uh, don't know what I was gonna say. No, I was gonna say I'm. It, I find it curious that you liked Sam. Because really? In the beginning, uh, and Nikki was like, "No, like I don't really want to date you." And Sam was being very pushy. Yeah, and I usually you don't like that because he was I know. doing he was doing thing you don't like where she was like I know what I want kind of thing and he was yeah. being like no <laughs> you don't <laughs> yeah I I don't know maybe I was just in a different mindset going into this book and I like wanted a cute romance I think I just I liked him uh, I don't know why I liked him but I, I did. liked him I ended up liking yeah. him it wasn't but I I thought I wrote that down because I was like I wonder if Sammy's not gonna like Sam. Yeah. 
I think because he wasn't like a white man. That's fair. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Which is okay. like not fair, but like it there was, was there was something about him that it had more of the sauce, is what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, I think I think when I read white men doing that, it's just like Entitled. wow, that yes, yeah, that like I'm just immediately put off by this. But like for this, I was like, okay, like he's being persistent, but like I think it'll be worth it. Okay. So, fair. fair. It's, not, it's not fair. It really isn't fair. But <laughs> that's how I was reacting to it. So. Um, did, so one of the things that I didn't like was okay. when Nikki's on the plane going to India. Mm-hmm. And she's like having this overly sexual <gasps> fantasy yeah, that was in her weird. head next uh-huh. to this like eight-year-old kid or whatever. Yeah. And I was just like, all right. Tone it back. I think she was, like, very much overly sexual in the book, which, like, is fine. Totally fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for a book that lacked any actual spicy scenes, I thought it was yeah. very weird. <laughs> that I was, was like, okay, tone it down. Like, mm-hmm. weird sexual fantasies in public makes you sound like a man. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think it was probably the author trying to tackle, like, yes. um, you know, Indian girls and or yeah and like the taboo of women in general being sexual but also like children of immigrant parents and stuff and like the the um high expectations that they have like with relationships and getting married and like all and like just not talking about those things and it's like very much a like I think Mindy Calling thing too Mm -hmm. of like we're allowed to be sexual too we're allowed to be yeah so I think that was probably the intention yeah, and to not on, not only like be sexual, but to also embrace sexuality. Yeah, and, like yeah, not women be having pleasure. Of it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I definitely got that, but I was like, okay, at a certain extent, having a sexy fantasy on an airplane next to an eight year old kid, mm, I draw a line there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> little uncomfy for me. That that, that was a teensy bit uncomfy. Yeah. yeah I um, <clears throat> I did like, however, when. Uh, Nikki gets to India and Mm -hmm. there's a lot of commentary about culture and societal Mm -hmm. standards and poverty and sexual harassment in communities and and how it's regarded and how men are regarded versus how women are regarded. And I I was very much, I love when there's a book that is not just surface level romance, you know, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I love tackling like actual, politics and and societal standards and things like that because and i and i found it uh really interesting and i i liked that it stayed with her throughout the book too it wasn't just like a we want to have a nod to be woke in the beginning right in one (laughs) chapter this will be the woke chapter yeah and then yeah Um, i liked you know the interaction she had at the diwali party in the bathroom um and just the like the lingering effects of the caste system, which obviously is now outlawed, but it is still very much like there culturally. And so I thought that that was, I really appreciated that. I think, um, I felt like I also like learned things in this book. Like I was learning about aspects of like Indian and Punjabi culture and mm-hmm. stuff. And so I, I did really like that. Agree, agree. Uh, what did you think of the meat cute? I thought it was cute. I agree. There's I just something cute. in our hearts, I think, about uh, 
a band member yeah. catching <laughs> the eye of somebody in the audience. Oh. Having a moment. And I, I, mm. I also just loved Sam's mom. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I think that I think that, <laughs> I think that also might be why I wasn't quite as put off with like the persistence thing was because his mom was also like involved. <laughs> yeah. And was like wanted to set them up really bad and was like so the fact that like we already knew he was a good guy, even though he had just been introduced. Yeah. Like I I got the feeling like, oh, he like he's probably really like really sweet and he's a mama's boy and he's cute and well and when we uh, find out that he's Daya's best friend then it's like okay oh okay like yeah <laughs> yeah yeah so i think because his mom was involved i think the persistence thing really like it was like it really did like it crossed my mind and then i was like nah this one's okay <laughs> fair yeah. yeah before we move on to discuss the rest of a holly jolly diwali let's listen to a quick word about the brand sponsoring today's episode this episode is brought to you by fx's the veil starring elizabeth moss fx's the veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from istanbul to paris and london one woman has a secret and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX is The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. Okay, before we continue our conversation, we actually have a very special announcement to make. Obviously, this is a holiday-themed episode. December is rapidly approaching, and Sammy and I have decided to go all out for Christmas. So we would like to formally announce that starting December 14th, we will be hosting the 12 Days of Bookmas. The 12 Days of Bookmas will include a brand new episode of Hardcover Hose every single day, hopefully, leading up to <laughs> Christmas Day. Uh, we have a bunch of fun episodes planned, and we cannot wait to celebrate with all of you. Woo. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> um, anyways, okay. Uh, announcement aside, let us mm-hmm. continue. Um, mm-hmm. So another thing that gave me the ick. Okay. Right. Uh, Nikki gets like a stomach problem, relatable. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Sam takes care of her. Cute, super mm-hmm. cute. Love that. Sam's mom also comes. Super cute. But then they kiss. Oh yeah, After I was like she was Ooh. throwing up all night. Yeah, I know she brushed her teeth. I get it. I still, still think it's so gross. <laughs> yeah. Like, I love my partner. We're extremely close. But if I'm throwing up all night, guaranteed, <laughs> we're not kissing yeah. the next morning nope. right away. <laughs> yeah. I was like, ick, ick, ick. <laughs> I agree. That was gross. I um, like that. Oh, you know what made Sam's character, like, made me uh, transition into liking him? What? Even more. Uh, was the fact that they reveal that he is the boy among sisters yeah i was like oh that makes sense that's why he's good i was like i was thinking he was maybe gonna be like good but not good i don't know Mm -hmm. you know what i mean Mm -hmm. but once we learned that he is the brother among all sisters i was like oh no that makes sense he's probably just good then (laughs) did he not have a brother i don't i don't know all i all i wrote down was that he has a bunch of sisters I felt like he also had a brother. Maybe. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I might be remembering incorrectly, but uh, but yeah, I think in general, like having all the siblings and stuff, like yes, 
I agree. That was like a helpful like okay, he's probably a good actually a good guy. There's just something about a man who grew up around a bunch of girls that mm-hmm. <laughs> that makes me trust them more. <laughs> but it was interesting because they like they talked a lot about how in Indian culture the boys are like put on pedestals yeah. and just babied and like literally have zero responsibilities and all the girls are like given the responsibility so it can breed a lot of very entitled men yeah too and i think i liked oh go ahead go ahead sorry and so like that's so like in that situation you can either come out really really good or like a total entitled asshole right and i liked that we saw bits and pieces of the fact that sam's mom didn't raise him like that Mm -hmm. you know like making helping make breakfast in the morning and things like he that. He cooked like he made his yeah. um, curry dish and everything too. Right. And she had even Nikki was like, I love that he was planning like a menu with his mom. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I yes. agree. I, I really like that. I was like, okay, we love we love a man who's mm-hmm. in tune with his emotions, but also respects women. <laughs> right. So they go to Goa. Instead, so she postpones going to visit her family. Yeah. Um, and they go to Goa, and it was like just a beautiful beach vacation. I would love to go to Goa. I have me too. That is like so high up on my list. It's like looks absolutely gorgeous. And oh my god, there was one part where they were, it was the day that they were doing like tourist stuff with his mom, mm-hmm. and they were going to like a Portuguese like stronghold or something. And he was he said, I'm sorry. And she was like, Oh, what for what? Colonialism? That's not your fault. <laughs> that was and, so funny. <laughs> yeah, there were so many little like comments Nikki made that I like I just thought she was really funny. And I, I agree. I, I appreciated their, her their witty. Banter, their ba- yes, yeah. I thought their banter was very witty. Yes. I thought that there was a lot of good jokes that were also like like that one. It's almost politically charged, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, and I love that. Almost. I mean, oh, it I was, it was. Yeah. <laughs> So this book, right? So every romance has like a third act breakup, pretty much, yes. right? Yeah. Um, and this one, instead of the miscommunication trope, it was kind of like the lack of communication. Yeah, I right. Yeah, like mm-hmm. Nikki wasn't saying things, and Sam wasn't saying things, and then Nikki was like, "I have a big surprise to tell him." Mm-hmm. Without actually consulting with him first, right? So that's why a miscommunication. Of, uh, the lack of communication. Um, this fight, right, blows mm-hmm. up between Nikki and Sam. I completely think Nikki was wrong. I agree. Yeah. I think so, too. I I will say I cried reading this. Did you? Like, yes, my heart broke. Um, really? I don't know why. I don't – maybe because it was, like, 2 in the morning. <laughs> um, and I was, like, had a glass of wine. And <laughs> – I don't know, but I like my like I could feel Nikki's heart breaking. Like she was finally doing, like I under like I do think she was wrong, and she realized by the end of the book too that that was like not a smart decision for her or for them, like as a couple either. Yeah. Um, but she was like so just trying to break out of her mold of I'll like I'll just do the right thing. I'll stay by my family. Blah, blah, blah. And she's like, I'm no, I'm gonna make a decision for myself, something that I think is gonna make me happy. Yeah. For once. You know, so like I get where she was coming from. It was a bit extreme. 
And then when she went to him with that thinking he was going to be so excited because they could actually be together and he wasn't. And it was like, wait, hold on a second. What are you doing? Like, what do you mean? You can't do that. Like, I don't know what I'm doing yet. Like, I don't even know if I'm going back to London. You can't move across the world. And like, we're going to resent each other and all this stuff. Like, uh, I don't know why that just like, I could feel because like, I think the feeling of expecting someone to react a certain way and like be excited with you and then they're not, Mm -hmm. it just, it breaks your heart. And I think I've felt that to some degree on some things. And so like that feeling that I've already like felt before was just amplified because I like pictured myself in that situation too. Oh my God, I cried. That's interesting. I was very much, I think, on perhaps on the defensive when I was reading it. I Mm -hmm. was like, but she's wrong. Like, she's known this man for a week. Mm -hmm. And she's saying, I'm going to drop everything and move to a different country without Mm -hmm. talking about it first, holding this back. I'm canceling my interviews that I had because I know that I'm in love with this man after one week and I want to move across like to a different country to be with him. Yeah. Without asking him when. So when right. he was like and and the thing was is it's not like he was uh uber negative about it. He was just like no. I, mean, I don't know what like uh, like you said I don't know what I'm doing. Like I don't know mm-hmm. what my next move is and I think that it's a bad decision to just move to a different country for someone you barely know (laughs) yeah which I agree (laughs) um so I think I was kind of like I mean girly you brought this on yourself like yeah was uh all you had to do was have a conversation Mm -hmm. and bring up things not not solidify a plan in your head and then turn it into a surprise that is not a good surprise (laughs) I think the thing was, is like, she was so set on making this decision for herself that she like completely disregarded the fact that it wasn't just a decision for herself. Right. I agree. And no, like, I want to say, even though I cried, even though I felt for her, even though like it did break my heart, let the record show. I also think she, that would have been a total like fuck up big mistake like red she, flag red yeah, flag yeah like if the yeah. if it was reverse right and a man was doing this I, right i would have been we'd be like oh my god no yeah. <laughs> no yeah <laughs> you're gonna get stuck <laughs> like mm-hmm. <laughs> um yeah so that gave me a bit of a rub me the wrong way kind of situation mm-hmm. um and then like th- then i got like confused from there on out because then Nikki has, like, this flashback to her first boyfriend who was a dick. I'll presenting yes. he was a very big dick. Um, <clears throat> but he wasn't anything like Sam. Mm-hmm. And she's like, now I know I deserve better. And I was like, well, okay, you definitely deserve better than your first boyfriend. But he was nothing like Sam. And this situation is nothing like that situation. <laughs> right. So I think I was like, okay, I'm confused. I think this is trying to be her having her girl boss moment. That's fine. Mm-hmm. It just didn't make sense to me. And okay. then and then also, like, when Sam tries calling her, she declines the call. And then yeah. she's mad that he didn't text her or try to call her again. Yeah. Even though she clearly said, don't call me, like, by declining the call. Right? Uh-huh. So I was like, uh, girl. <laughs> I also, 
I was also did not like the fact that she was considering not going to visit her family at all. Yeah. I was like, I, from the start, I was like, oh, maybe he'll go with her. And like, but like, she's going to have, like, she's going to visit her family. Like, there's no way she'll give that up. Right. Like, she can't give that up. And she totally was like, actually, I think I'm going to stay here for the rest of the week. And even he was like, don't you want to see your family? Like, that's important to you. Yeah, you literally wanted to do that from the get-go. Yeah. I was very much like she had her rose-colored glasses on, you know, mm-hmm. and was blinded by love. Because yeah. I was like, girl, you are not making sense. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> but he he clearly tried to reach out mm-hmm. after the argument to talk. And then you were being the immature one by not answering because you were upset. Mm-hmm. But you were upset for something that was your fault. <laughs> I was very much like, okay, I don't know. <laughs> and at the same time, as soon as she got back to Seattle, I was like, okay, so when is he going to show up? Because he's going to have to oh, show yeah. up. Yeah. And we need the grand like, gesture. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, um, gosh. Also, like, I totally foresaw, like, her hanging out with Raj again when she comes yeah. back. Yeah. Um, and okay, I will acknowledge Raj is an asshole. However, I think Nikki was being a little unrealistic with Raj mm-hmm. because she starts judging him for like dating other girls and stuff and going to bars that are notorious for picking people up and stuff like that. As if she didn't go to India for two weeks and fall in love. Yeah. And then come back and try to date him. Mm-hmm. I think it was because she was under the impression Every, with Raj, it was, like, her parents set her up so he was going to be someone who was, like, all, looking for marriage right away right. or all this stuff. I mean, looking back on the first date situation when she, like, he got her drunk. I mean, she also was drinking for her own reasons. But, like, getting drunk and then inviting her home with him a bunch. And she was, like, haha, no. Like, and how she, like, thought he was joking and stuff. And I was, like, okay, so maybe... I, I, I mean, I get it. Like, there's a line between, like, two responsible adults making decisions, like, for themselves, and that's fine. But also, like, it was walking that line of a bit much, maybe. Yeah, I agree. And also, like, obviously, right, when they're out getting drinks and she comes back from the bathroom and sees him, like, running his hands up some his, waitress's waitress. eye. Yeah. Right? Okay, I get that's an asshole move. Totally. Yeah. Too far. But I think, like, her getting mad about him, like, flirting with people and things like that, I was kind of like, girl, you literally, the whole time I've been thinking about this guy you dated for two weeks while you were in India. Was she really, like, mad about all of that stuff, too? I think I felt like that, those things. In the end, just... when she talked to her parents, she was like, he was like yeah. this and da-da-da-da-da. Yeah. I don't know. But that's why I was kind of like, okay, double standard a little bit there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but that I will acknowledge, like, everything he did on their getting drink state was not okay. So yeah. I'm, I'm not saying that that's an excuse for that. Mm-hmm. I'm saying everything else, like, I was like, I mean, come on. <laughs> True. <laughs> you can do it, but he can't. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and I think, like, obviously, with the whole cover being her and Sam, it was kind of foreseen that Raj was never going to be the one. Right. Um, he, you know, had a lot to offer, though. So that's a bummer. <laughs> yeah. Until he didn't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, what else? The we never talked about like her relationship with Jasmine. Oh yeah. Um, uh-huh. 
I like Jasmine. I like. I did too. Um, she seems really cool. It was interesting too, like reading about their sister relationship. And I think too, and I mean, this is hard. I'm not hard to talk about, but like, I think there's such an interesting dynamic with siblings from immigrant parents too Uh and the roles that like siblings kind of step into and how jasmine really rejected those and so nikki kind of tried to step in and be like i'm the responsible one like i stay close to my parents and i blah 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 blah, like all that stuff like i will fulfill those like immigrant daughter roles i guess yeah um and then but like i i liked to the relationship that they had and I thought they were cute. And I liked that she, like, credited Jasmine with her, like, witty banter. She was like, I know how to tease. Like, I know how to be quick and witty. And because, like, Jasmine's fucked with me my entire life. So, like, I know how to deal with this. And, like, when it came to Sam and stuff. And so she I, – I appreciated that. Right. I agree. I like Jasmine a lot, too. Um, I like the idea that at the end of the book, they reveal that Jasmine is getting her book next. She is? Oh my god, you didn't read the, the, like, after the end of the book? No, I never do. Oh my god, there's, like, a... Sorry. There's... Hold on, I'm flipping, I'm flipping, I'm flipping. Oops. So the the book (laughs) ends... uh, And then the second to last page of the book says, Don't miss Sonia Lawley's next novel featuring Jasmine coming 2023. Oh, cute. Okay. So obviously she's going to break up with her white boyfriend, which good she, for her. We already we already yeah. did learn that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good for her. She's going to have her chance at love. Yeah. I was kind of thinking before Raj turned out to be a dick that maybe Jasmine and Raj were going to get together. Uh-huh. But then that didn't happen. Right. Maybe so. he'll have a redemption arc. Maybe he'll come back and not be an asshole. A anymore. redemption arc? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> perhaps. Who knows? Maybe she'll be the one who you know he's the Tames. player and she's the one who. T- yeah, exactly, exactly. Perhaps. Um. So we get the grand gesture of Sam coming. Uh, with all the lights. With all the lights, super cute. Mm-hmm. That was very thoughtful. I liked that her family was in on it. Yeah. Because I think that was a big thing that she learned on her little journey was like family is a lot to her. Mm-hmm. I thought that was so – I thought as soon as they were like, let's go for a drive. And Nikki was like, why? Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay. Okay, here's I thought, the big gesture. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Here it comes. Um, but it was cute. And I, I also liked that her parents were like, yeah, you're still sleeping in the guest room. Yeah, and that was funny. That, that was, that was funny. funny. I loved, like, the juxtaposition between Sam's parents and Nikki's yeah. parents. Just because, like, yeah. That, and, and also it was funny because uh, – Sam's mom is in India. Right, right. So you would expect the opposite. Right. So it was was just really funny to me to see like how Sam's mom was like, oh, you guys can sleep in here together in Sam's room. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then Sam's not even there for like 10 minutes and Nikki's parents are like, you're in the guest room. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That was funny. That was funny. Um, And then they get there happily ever after. I did like, though, in the epilogue when they were like, we are nowhere near yes. ready for marriage. Like, thank God. I, yeah, because, like, they made jokes about how they were, like, um, 
like compatible for marriage i guess and like that type of stuff and were did didn't they make jokes about how like they were ready for marriage and stuff i can't remember to be honest with you yeah but uh, i did like that they just they kind of like broke that stereotype of like getting yeah. engaged really quickly and everything like that by saying you know we we're playing it by ear we did long distance it almost didn't work and then now Sam's moving here and da 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 da, you know? Yeah, they're moving they to have their Los own Angeles. Path. Yeah, and yeah. they have their own path that they're taking and they're choosing their decisions for what's best for them, which yeah. I think we don't always get at the end of a, a, of a romance book, which I, I admired because usually it's a, okay, here's the epilogue, they're going to get engaged or they're getting married, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And this was and very was... much like, no, we're, you know, chilling. <laughs> day by day, yeah. Yeah, we're, we're doing our yeah. thing. I agree. I liked that. Um, what was your favorite line from the book? You're gonna hate me, but it was the YOLO interaction. Oh my god! I think <laughs> I know. I honestly like I wasn't looking for like beautiful lines and like beautiful words so much. Like that just stood out. Like I laughed at that. So that's fair. No, that's fair. That, that, I think that that was. You don't my have to favorite. have the most profound favorite quote in the book. Uh, I really I liked two. Okay, I had. Um, hold on. Da, 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 da. What, what part of the book was this? Oh, this was when um, Nikki's having a flashback to when she was kid and when she was a kid, and her parents were like having a hard time with money. And it's mm-hmm. at the end of the chapter. She says, "I was eleven. I was a kid, but I was old enough to have learned that sometimes lies, very small ones, weren't wrong. They were important. Sometimes lies were what held held a family together." And yeah, I was like, yeah. And then the other one I liked was. Um, I don't know where this quote is in the book, but, you know, it was, I laughed out loud as if changing the name of a skin lightning cream made a single bit of difference, as if people of color all over the world, particularly women, weren't still made to feel inferior for having a healthy dose of melanin. Yeah, that was, I remember that line. I liked the reflection on all of the social issues and things of the such in the book. So I, I think that in that regard, I did really like those aspects of the book for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I know it was my idea to start doing a song that reminded you of the book, but I'm not gonna lie, I didn't pick one. I completely forgot about that. So okay, cool. Um, yeah. glad we both <laughs> forgot. Uh, uh, maybe next time we'll think of one. Yeah. <laughs> but I did not have one this time. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just I was thinking I about like... it while I was reading, and then afterwards I forgot. <laughs> I feel like we should only do that if one like just pops up and it's like this remind. If it's like. It just feels right. Like, I feel like we that's shouldn't fair. force a no, song. That's fair. You're right. You're right. I, I agree yeah. with that. I agree with that. Uh, do you have any final remarks before we head on to ratings? I liked this book. I thought, I think, especially going from, um, like, The Atlas Six and These Violent De- Delights and Our Violent Ends, like, I was ready for just, like, a light romance mm-hmm. book. I just, but just to cleanse the palate and yep. I... I thoroughly enjoyed this book. Amazing. All right. Well, it Mm -hmm. appears we have reached the part of the episode where the two of us come up with a final overall rating for the book. Ratings are set to a five-star scale and will be averaged out between the both of us at the end. Sammy, go ahead. I'm going to give it a four. Okay. Do you have a reason? Um, I mean, I think I enjoyed it for what it was. Yeah. It wasn't like... This beautifully, like I said, like there wasn't like a line that stood out. There wasn't like, it wasn't necessarily like 
beautifully written in any way but like Mm -hmm. I enjoyed the story and I thought it was cute and yeah so it was like it was good for what it was but like it's not going to be in my top five or anything like that right that's fair I'm gonna give it a three I okay I liked it but I think I was cringing a little too hard over the acronyms and I also didn't like the fight between Sam and Nikki not in the sense that like obviously you're not supposed to like the fight right like you want them to end up together but I just felt dumb yeah it felt really dumb and I didn't agree with Nikki and everybody else was agreeing with Nikki and even by the end Sam was like uh I'm sorry I was like you're sorry for what it wasn't you you know so I was I, I think that kind of frustrated me but Overall, I enjoyed, like, the premise and everything going on. and The banter. The banter. I, I enjoy a good love story. It just, that, it, the fight, I think, ruined it for me. It was good up until the fight. And then I was like, um, you lost me. <laughs> yeah. If uh, two plus two is four, reason, then what the fuck is this? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so for that reason, uh, uh, I gave it a three. So what? Okay. We're at a 3.5 for our final reading. Yeah. Look at me. I'm, yeah. I'm getting better at math every week. Yeah. I just want to, I just wanted to say that. Okay. Like third grade level math. Hey, Look shut up. You. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I think that's where we're going to leave it for this episode. Before we part, we'd just like to thank you for listening. There are so many different ways to spend your time these days, and we are extremely thankful that you've chosen to allocate some of your time with the two of us. If you enjoyed this episode, I encourage you to leave a review on whichever platform you are listening on, if applicable. If you have any further questions regarding topics discussed throughout the episode, feel free to join our Hardcover Hose Discord server via the link in the show notes, or send us an email at hardcoverhosepod at gmail.com and we will be sure to get back to you. Feel free to recommend books to cover in future episodes as well. As always, I am Sam Dixon. I'm Sammy Scorstead. And this has been an episode of Hardcover Hose. If you enjoyed this listening experience and you'd like to follow along with us next time, the next book on our to-be-read list is Clap When You Land by Elizabeth Acevedo. Until we meet again, enjoy your reading.